I do. Gowan Clarkson podcast. But you probably know that because, you know, you've got an update on the app and it's told you that it's new. Or I've posted it on social media because you're a new listener. And that's all right. Introductions go like this. Yeah, Darren Clarkson, whitewater kayaker. Does a bit of running now and then. Uh, was based in the Himalayas, now live on the banks of the river there. Up in East Reading, Yorkshire. A word to that effect. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I thought we'd talk about kayaking and stuff. Now, sometimes I rattle on about, you know, gear or rivers and I talk about riding Enfields or I talk about running into deep dark gorges. Excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold. Sorry if I sniff and snurf. Uh, I'm really sorry. Uh, yeah, so sometimes I talk about going into deep dark gorges and sometimes I talk about mental health and various other bits and whatnot. But I thought today we'd talk about the saviour of uh, whitewater kayaking in Britain in the summer months when it's a bit dry. And that is whitewater facilities. When I was a kid growing up, we used to call these wet gyms. Now, on the face of it, I have no sort of massive issue with managed sites. On the face of it. Uh, I can see why we have places like Lee Valley and uh, HPP Nottingham. I can see why for competitive events, these are really good. Because they allow... uh, whitewater discipline sports to have regular uh, features uh, a to practice on and b for competitions uh, standing everyone's on the same playing field for example you could never hold a modern day freestyle world championships uh, on the bitches tide race uh, like you did the first one because the water changes all the time and it's not fair between rides one paddler would get a different experience to the next so I understand whitewater facilities in that respect. And I understand that they are, in effect, managed sites. So, and they're all a bit different, aren't they? You know, we, we've uh, got places of U-shaped or horseshoe-shaped, circular, secular? Yeah, secular-shaped. Uh, we've conveyor belts at the end, and we've got linear ones that are run-of-the-river schemes. We've got Facilities that are dam controlled, hydro uh, release, water release, like the washburn when it ever does release, and uh, various others around uh, our fair island, Scotland, etc. Now, we have all know about Capocallion, don't we? We all know about Capocallion and the lost village. Liverpool water going in. A nine-year battle to save the village. Capocallion lost. Village flooded. Graveyard flooded. Church flooded. School flooded. People pretty much forced out of the homes. Uh, and then we got a, a pretty much holding tank for Liverpool water. And that water then gets released flows down the river and becomes used by Liverpool Water. 
the water could be released at two cubics. It could be released at nine to get it to its final destination. Its final destination, uh, as we all know, being Liverpool. But the sort of movement of that water, especially at nine cubics, uh, allowed for a managed white water facility which has grown over the years and become the train canal from train a paid managed white water facility that is actually a byproduct of a bastardization of a water company anyway I'm not really going to go into that because I quite enjoy paddling the train I quite enjoy seeing my friends there. I lived on around the corner from it for a number of years. And I think it's a great facility. If we don't understand that the nineteen you know, in the sixties that the battle was lost and it was rehomed, people were rehomed uh, because of it, then and we're really paddling on stolen water. Then we sort of miss a piece of the jigsaw. But that's not to say that we shouldn't paddle it, and I think we should, and I think we should pay for it to paddle it, although I don't think we should pay to paddle it, I think it should be free. Uh, I see both sides of the coin, you know, the, the train especially, you know, the water releases anyway, it has to do, especially if it's, uh, if it flows at a two cubic release, it's partless to everyone, but if it flows at a decent release and the water company have to release it at a decent release, then it should be free to paddle because it's a natural offshoot of moving the water about. And, you know, we don't pay for accessing Britain, do we? On private land. We, if it's private land, rather we do, but if it's public land, we can get on. And there's a public footpath, etc., etc., the train. But I also don't want my mates to have no work and they'll often work at the centre. So I'm quite happy to do that. Now, this podcast is not really about the train, it's about another place. Place in the northeast. Ooh, northeast. There's only one place in the northeast, isn't there? Managed facility. It is Barrage. Now I remember back in the day. You know, the, uh, I remember the opening day. I was there. I remember the first uh, freestyle events up there where people drove all the way from London and then halfway through the day the course flooded out because it's was related to the tides. Remember that. But also, I remember that it was a run of the river scheme, backed up, obviously, with the tidal flow, but primarily was a run of the river scheme, like Nottingham. So it took water, it diverted water out of the main river, and then stuck it back in further down, which is what Nottingham does, isn't it? You know, there's, uh, it just diverts flow uh, through the inlet gate. And uh, if it wasn't for the boys, you'd end up with canal boats going down it, which would be quite funny to see. But it, it doesn't actually have a huge uh, pump impact, unlike the Nen, for example, which is pump-based. You know, So pump-based requires energy to move around. Uh, Nottingham doesn't, do, you know, it's the water flows, the only energy is used as the floodlights and whatever electric it is to lift the inlet gate up and down. 
please correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is. And then obviously, uh, energy for lights uh, and offices and stuff like that. Now let's talk about the uh, the Tees Barrage. I've moved, like I said, I've moved up to Yorkshire and uh, in the dry spells, the barrage has been, I was going to say a lifesaver, but it hasn't. It's shown me what's bad about the wet gyms. And it's the very fact that it's run like a leisure centre. So, it, well, it's not even run like a leisure centre. It's run like a British Empire leisure centre. And if you don't know what the British Empire leisure centre is, then you probably need to do a bit of Googling. Uh, and then watch a couple of episodes on YouTube. Now, I don't really care if my centre building is tatty. Or my showers stink a piss. But. Some people will, and it's a real put off, isn't it? But I'm not. I don't really care, providing that what I'm paying for really, you know, is like cheap enough to offset that. Like I don't really care if I go to a greasy spoon cafe for a cup of coffee and it comes in a a chipped mug. Uh, but I would care if I was in a more, you know, elaborate coffee shop and I got a chipped mug. Uh, it's all about big cost management, isn't it? Now the barrage. Like I say, when it first opened, ran off the tides. It was run of the river and then ran off tides as well. So it opened at certain times of the day, allowing for tidal fluctuations. And some days, the bottom of the course wouldn't be working because it would be flooded out. But you'd be there all day. So you could get off when the course flooded and have a sandwich, or a cup of tea or whatnot, and then get back on when it moved. And I'm kind of okay with that. But now it runs on two-hour sessions, and you book your two-hour sessions. And it's got an Archimedes screw on it, there's a short course and a long course. I mean, the long course is not even that long, and a short course that you can probably spit the length of. Uh, I mean, to be honest, if you end up having a, a old-school longboat race down the short course, you probably won't have to put that many paddle strokes in. <laughs> but... Uh, it's there and it's a really good, it's on paper, it's a really good facility. But now it's two hour slots, 15 dabs, 15 pitches of a dead queen, uh, to get on. It's crowded, it's shallow, lots of plastic, lots of concrete, lots of people jostling for position, as you will when you've only got two hours on the water. Lots of people pushing each other off waves. Not in a rude way, but because everyone wants to get fun out of the day. Because it's two hours, £7 an hour, £7.50 an hour. You know? And then you've got a conveyor belt that works sometimes. If the bottom pull drops too low, you can't get on the conveyor, even if it's working. Because the gaps, uh, the gap between the pull and the conveyor are not lined up. So... What's happened because of this is the North East now doesn't have a reliable training facility for those who want to go to competitive whitewater disciplines. And that is the whole point, isn't it, of, well, I say the whole point, it's one of the whole points of having an artificial course, is that people have reliable training facilities. Lee Valley, Nottingham, for example. National regional whitewater teams, squads, whatever we call it, can train at these facilities. North East doesn't have that. 
the nearest facility the North East now has is Nottingham. That's appalling. It's just appalling, right? So if we're going to encourage people into our sport, into sport in general, we are failing people of the North East. Now, I live in East Rand, New Yorkshire. I'm not even based in the North East, right? For me, if I wanted to get into competitive slalom or down river racing or anything like that, I could drive to Nottingham. It's about an hour away. It's about the same distance for me. Yorkshire, we don't have a dedicated uh, white water facility. Uh, we were supposed to have one at Let's not even get into this. We're supposed to have a run of the river scheme, short scheme at Linton, but that got, uh, how can I put this? I think it got designed by people that had no concept of white water uh, or indeed uh, access or hydrology. Uh, I think it got designed by somebody that actually was just built a Meccano or Lego set when they were a kid. Anyhow, uh, Yorkshire doesn't have a reliable uh, arena for white water sports. But it does have places that run uh, for, for slalom. You know, you've got Bradford Bingley Canoe Club, Halifax Canoe Club. They have gates up. Uh, Pennine Canoe Club have got gates up. There are places. Uh, yes, it's not squad uh, meetups, but there are places. I don't think we've got that in the northeast. And again, if we have, please let me know in comments. The barrage could be the place where people in Yorkshire people in the northeast could go and train and meet but you can't when you've only got two hours and you're fighting with a load of wreck boaters now i'm a wreck boater and i <clears throat> you know i i want to surf waves and i want to piss about my mates uh i don't really want to be watching out for people in down river races and slalom boats and then similarly i'm sure people in slalom boats and down river races don't want to be like hanging back off the throttle in case of spear you know somebody in a plastic boat and i kind of get that so the point i'm getting at is that the barrage is failing people now i'm not trying to slate the barrage because i'm not i'm not a businessman i don't know how it functions well i'm a businessman but i'm not a businessman of a leisure center so i don't really know how it functions where it gets its money but it's been opened six times so far this year if that, it's 12 hours. It's been open for 12 hours. 2023. Just let that sink in. 12 hours. Shocking, that, innit? To paddle at the barrage in the time it has been open, that would be, you know, Six visits. Six visits. Six lots of fuel. Twelve lots of fuel there and back. But, you know, six six visits. For two hours. The terrain, as we've just discussed, is open all day when it releases. And it has winter shut down every year. And rightly so. Uh, it, there's no water to move about, so... That's when to shut down. But let's use the train. You could go to the train for the weekend from the northeast. You could drive down Saturday morning or Friday night. And you could drive back Sunday. You could have had more time on the water in two days and less driving. Especially where I live. 
maybe not the same for other people, you know, but where I live. Now, like I say, I'm, I'm a businessman because, you know, I do Pureland expeditions. I flog coffee and various other shenanigans, but I'm not a leisure centre manager and I don't know how it makes its money. Got to be cost effective. So how as paddlers can we deal with this? Do we support it as it stands and uh, go to its two-hour sessions paying two, uh, 15 dabs? Complain about it, bitch and moan about it, or do we not show up and then we lose it anyway because no one's going? And then the venue's lost forever because no one invests in a failing project, I would suggest. Especially a failing project that has a history of failure. You invest in a project that's got on a low knowing you can bring it up, but you don't invest in one that's failing and going down and you can see go down. Again, I could be wrong on that. Well, I'd never do that. I'd never invest in a failing project that I know is going to keep failing. But we're getting all tied up, aren't we? Uh, we're getting all cross about this wet gym up in the northeast. But we're also getting cross about having to pay to get on at the train. In historically, people got upset about that. People get upset about, you know, having time slots at Lee Valley, people, which is expensive, and they get it. It's London, though, isn't it? Uh, you, people get upset, but it's a, it's a gym, and I sort of, if you, if you look at it like a leisure centre, you're paying for your slot, then it is what it is. But we're all getting upset about this stuff on managed facilities, and we're not even thinking, are we? Oh, if we are, we're not saying this publicly about the quality of the water. And I'm not saying quality of features, because the quality of the water is shambolic, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Yorkshire has got, I think it's three of the most polluted rivers in the country. In. The Trent, mightily polluted. The Tees flow through the barrage, horribly polluted. Horribly polluted. There is not a river in Britain that is not polluted in some way. Water companies, every single water company, pumping thousands and thousands of hours of raw sewage into our rivers. But no, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about the loss of a facility and paying, you know, 15 quid to get on and paddling concrete. But we're not going to argue to our water companies and we're not going to bitch and moan, are we? No, we're just going to accept it. How we bollocks like? Yeah? Fergal Sharky. You know, I'm an old punk, quite like Fergal Sharkey. He's leading the cause. Love him. Write to your MPs, write to your water companies. Yeah. Gone fishing. We've watched Gone Fishing on telly. I know we have. I'm at a certain age. You know, we've watched Gone Fishing. It's polluted. They're showing video footage of polluted rivers. Right, we get that. We're all known of Delhi Belly, Trent Trots, or whatever we call it. We get it. Do so. Let's start doing something about it. Yeah. Let's take our attention away from failing leisure centres, right, and start actually caring about the natural environment. Because to be honest, you know, we shouldn't be paddling in natural environments anyway. We shouldn't be paddling in concrete. We shouldn't be paddling in conveyor belts. It's just a gym. It's like trying to, you know, enjoy a bike ride when you're on a stationary bike at the gym with a TV in the corner. Okay. Or trying to run a marathon on a treadmill. Yeah, which I'm sure people do, right? Sweaty treadmill, a thousand people have sweated on it before you, without going outside, exploring, litter picking, feeling the wind on your face. 
Okay. That's me getting a bit of a rant. I also understand why you choose to run on a treadmill, you know, especially if you run at night and you don't feel safe running in the streets at night or all that sort of stuff. I get it. I get it. And that's why facilities are just wet gyms. You know, they're all slightly different, but they are in essence wet gyms. I know it's a bit of a rant, guys. Yeah. I don't know what we can do. We need to work out, do we need to save these facilities? How we, how do we approach the management of these facilities to promote the sport, accepting that they are a business and they are there to make money? They're not there necessarily to serve uh, and be sport inclusive. Some are. Of course, some are. Some are amazingly sport inclusive. And some just aren't. They're not there for that. They're there to make money for the investors. And we need to accept that. Okay. But what can we do also to campaign for cleaner rivers? Because I think these two go hand in hand. We cannot and should not be promoting paddling in concrete and plastic ditches whilst ignoring the impact of the concrete and the plastic in our natural environment. Okay? Because they, they can't be separated. I understand, you know, regeneration of, you know, wasteland and regeneration of areas, putting in white water facilities, putting in leisure and recreation facilities. You know, you get it at Cardiff, you get it at Lee Valley. I get that, you know, I get the sort of, rewilding in areas uh, in Yorkshire we just rewilding into RSPB reserves from our coal mines, I get it, there's probably loads around the country I get it places like the Barrage and Cardiff you've got this adventure sort of arena, which is a wet gym next to a normal gym next to a shop that sells surfers and a cinema complex and then a fast food outlet and it has just become, you know, another way for people to spend money without a conscience, really, of uh, the wider aspect of the sport. People go rafting, people climb, uh, go ape or whatever it is. Uh, we're perhaps not thinking about, you know, what it's like to go on the Three Peaks or to go to that wild river themselves and perhaps when they do they're unskilled or de-skilled because they're so used to paddling in concrete and plastic and they're so used to u-shaped uh, rivers that when you swim and your boat pisses off uh, it just ends up in a pool at the bottom and as we know real rivers are not like that because real rivers are linear and if you swim your boat pisses off and it pisses off to the sea bit dystopic and I'm I was going to say I'm sorry for it and I'm not really I'm just Got a bit of verbal diarrhea, five coffees in. And, uh, yeah, that's it, really. Podcast of just rattling. Something to think of, though, innit? Something to think of. I hope I do see you all uh, on the river, in the eddy. And I hope that those of us that like wet gyms go to them, and those of us that don't like wet gyms don't go to them, and that we all actually care about our sport enough to to fight for what we believe in. Cheers, gang. To the pips.